Hi, thanks so much for joining me today. Today, my message is Jesus is jealous. Jesus is jealous. Let's acknowledge him. Jesus, you said that when we gathered in your name that you'd be among us. And so we thank you and praise you that you're here, that you're preparing us for your eternity and um, how to live here before we leave here. We thank you and praise you, Lord, for your truth. We're going to acknowledge you today in Jesus' name. So Jesus is talking to me about his return. He's always talking to me about his return, and it turns out the name of my ministry is Vision Eternity Ministries, by no mistake. And um, it was just actually um, a word God gave me. He told me my ministry would be called Vision Eternity Ministries, but It didn't click with me until I started really getting into this. And he's preparing us for his um, return. And he wants to correct us before he comes. And correction is really a good thing because when we're corrected, we're made right with him. If we're thinking we know something without him and, you know, it's an error, we need to know. And he's really the only one who, who knows the truth. We can't depend on anyone else. We can't depend on our pastor, a friend, or mom, or dad. We have to know the truth ourselves, which means we have to have that real live relationship. We have to hear him talk to us. And, you know, Matthew 7 says to keep on seeking and keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. And what Jesus is saying is we need revelation knowledge to live in his kingdom. He's not going to do things for us as much as we're going to follow after him. And when we follow after him, his principles work for us. Then he can actually do something. But if we're not in agreement with him, then he doesn't do anything. And so we have to get in agreement with him. And my message today is a tough one, but I am just willing to do anything that God tells me to do. And he's telling me to tell you today that he is jealous. He is jealous of the things that we worship. He, he's jealous of how we have church without him. He's jealous even of the Easter bunny. He is jealous that we aren't following after him, but we're following after another God. We're making Easter about an Easter bunny. We're turning what he did because he loved us so much into some sort of fairy tale. And, you know, I know we don't really realize we're doing that. And what really what we're doing, though, what God wants me to say today is we're blending in with the world and we're walking on the wide path and we don't know it. And we want this correction. We don't want him, you know, correcting us when it's too late. We want to be corrected now. And, you know, so much of the time, you know, we do. We give our attention to things that are not of God. And Easter is a perfect example. And, you know, our attention is on the Easter bunny. And especially if we have kids, you know, we're trying to make this a fun day for them. And we're thinking it's okay. Oh, it's just a little Easter bunny. And, um, you know, but really, and then we try to blend in Jesus in with that. And it doesn't make any sense. Just like the eggs don't match the Easter bunny. (laughs) I don't understand it, but I do understand that Jesus is jealous because he has revealed that to me. And I'm just thinking, you know, why are, why are we not 
sitting in his presence long enough to find out what he's thinking. Why are we not doing that? Why don't we know that he is upset about the Easter Bunny? How come we don't know that? And I think it's because we're religious. So I want to read to you and Mark what happened. Um, Mark in the temple, Mark 10, 13, and seen in a distance. Okay, I'm sorry, 15. And they came to Jerusalem and Jesus went in the temple um, area, the porches and the courts, and began to drive out those who sold and bought in the temple area. He overturned four-footed tables um, of the money changers in the seats of the house who dwelt in doves. He would not permit anyone to carry any household equipment through the temple enclosure, thus making the temple area a short cutoff lane. He taught them and he said, it's not written. It is not written. My house shall be called, is it not written? I'm sorry. My house will be called a house of prayer for all the nations, but you have turned it into a den of robbers. And the chief priests and the scribes heard of this and they kept seeking some way to destroy him for they feared him because the entire multitude was struck with astonishment at his teaching. And you know, what if Jesus came the Sunday and we're having an Easter egg hunt and he turned up? It, it would be the same thing. He would be offended. He is offended. Here we are, you know, having this Easter egg hunt when we should be teaching the world about Jesus, what he did. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that who would ever believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. And if we believe in him, we're going to be close-knit with him. We're going to be on his side, and we're going to be against the enemy. We're going to know his voice and the voice of the enemy. But we are so mixed up because we're trying to put the enemy and God together, and we can't do that. Either you're going to serve God or you're going to serve the enemy. And if you're serving the enemy, you're going to be serving the Easter Bunny. He's going to get gods for you to worship. And, you know, maybe you're thinking, well... It's really not a God. You know, I tell my kids about Jesus, but you're confusing them. It's confusion. You know, well, we're just having an Easter egg hunt so that we can get people to come to church. And you're confusing them. You're telling them a lie and you're going to bring them to church and try to tell them the truth and what makes you think they're going to believe the truth. You know, people who don't know God really are smarter than you think. I mean, they're looking at you and, you know, you're making it look easy because you're compromising. And not that it's hard, but you're, you're making it look like there's no difference. Like, well, you know, I'm already good enough. And that isn't what I want to say either. I, you know, I'm already close to what they are. So th this should be easy. I can do this. I won't have to change my life or anything. And we do have to change our lives. We do. We have to be on his side. We have to be for good and against evil. Jesus came and he gave up his life for our sin so that he could make it easier for us because God knew we couldn't do it without him. He did it for us. And our part is to believe and not to compromise, not invite the Easter bunny or any other God into the temple. It's a house of prayer. He said that, you know, in churches, I, I was out of church and they were asking for $800 for Easter eggs. They were asking the regular attenders to give that much money to get Easter eggs to get people to come to church. And in my opinion, that's raising money to, 
you know, lie to people to get them there and then try to tell them the truth. And you can't tell the truth about Jesus. And, you know, if you're compromising um, on how to get them there, then how are you really going to tell them the truth? Because Jesus knows the truth and the truth will set you free from a lie, from the Easter Bunny, from having a God before God. So really what you're saying to an unbeliever that you're trying to get church is come on over to our church. Um, we, we invite the Easter Bunny. We have Easter egg hunts. And then at the same time, you're telling them to worship Jesus. We can't have him, we can't have it both ways. And that's what Jesus was saying to the Pharisees. You're, you're using this you know, place to buy and sell, to make money. And it's not about making money. If you serve money, you can't serve God. You have to choose one or the other. And you know, Jesus is just giving us a fair warning. He's coming, and we certainly don't want him to show up on Easter in the middle of an Easter egg hunt. We want him to show up after we get it figured out. You know, we want to be corrected. We want to be serving him, and we want to be inviting people to church so they can know the truth. And if Jesus isn't enough, if we have to create an Easter bunny instead of Jesus being enough, then that's a real problem because Jesus is enough. He got on that cross for us. He bore our sickness, our disease, our sorrow, our pain, our our weaknesses, our distresses. He took stripes for our healing. And we're worshiping other things because we don't get it. Isaiah 53 actually says that. It says that he did all that and then we go astray. And as if God um, put leprosy on Jesus because we don't get it. I would like to read it to you. This is what Easter is about. Surely he has borne our griefs, sicknesses, weaknesses, and distresses and carried our sorrows and pains of punishment. Yet we ignorantly consider him stricken and smitten and afflicted by God as if he was, was if with leprosy. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. The chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him. And with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. And all like sheep, we have gone astray. And we're going astray. We, they've all turned to his own way. And, and the Lord has made to, made to light upon him the guilt and iniquity of us all. He was oppressed. He was afflicted. He was submissive. He, 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 he was like a lamb led to the slaughter. And as a sheep before his shears is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. He did all that, and we're inviting the Easter Bunny to church. We're having a God. You know, in that day, they worshiped gods. I mean, they actually had statues. And we have an Easter Bunny. We have Santa Claus. You know, we have clothes. Um, We have money. We have houses. We have cars. They're all gods. Anything, food, anything you put before God is a God. And if you're serving that, if you have to have an Easter egg hunt in order to get people to come to your church, then you're not really serving God. You might think you are, but you're not. And I know this is a hard message, but I'm called to call you out. Jesus asked me to go for him, and he asked me to tell the truth. And I get to tell the truth that people don't like to hear. And um, I may take some persecution for this, and I don't really care because it's, it's our call to be persecuted. You know, and God is, you know what God is saying? He's saying we are called to be overcomers. 
So, so what if your best friends, you know, believe in the Easter Bunny and they, they should have that for their kids and, you know, you're not, can you just overcome? Can you be an overcomer? Can you live in the truth instead of a lie just because you might lose a friend? I mean, even though you might lose a friend, can you still live in the truth? Can you still do the right thing? Can you stand up for Jesus and say, no, it's wrong? I'm going to teach my children that this day is about Jesus. He laid down his life for us so that we can live in his kingdom and we can live in with him when we leave here. We're not preparing our children for eternity when we're teaching them that the Easter Bunny is okay. I mean, there's a lot of good ways that you can have fun with your kids and um, celebrate, you know, um, things correctly. But, you know, the real truth is, is that we don't tell them the real truth. We don't tell them the truth. We don't tell them that um, Jesus came so that we can have life and have it to the full and that we're not to worship other gods and that the Easter Bunny that people are worshiping is a god and it's a trick. It's a ploy from the enemy to keep us from God. To You know, he likes nothing better than for you to think that you're right with God and you're not. I mean, that that's a, that's a real trick. Jesus said on that day when um, many are going to stand before me and they're going to say, Lord, we did this in your name. We did that in your name. And he's going to say, away from me, I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. You're worshiping another God when you have, have the Easter bunny um, all about your day. You're worshiping another God. You're teaching the kids the most fun thing about Easter is we get to get up and we get to find these eggs and we get all these chocolate, chocolate things, you know, and um, we're compromising when we do that. I mean, you can have chocolate anytime. You don't have to have it on Easter. You don't have to have an Easter basket full of Easter eggs and all those things just to have the kids looking forward to that. Instead, Let's have them look forward to and celebrate what Jesus did for them. Teach them more than they knew before. Teach them that they have a call to go and do, be a part of Jesus's ministry. And we do. We are called to do a greater thing. We are called to do greater things, and that is to love. Teach them how they can share with their friends and how they can love their friends and how they can give to others. Teach them that. Have a good teaching. If you can't find a church to go to that doesn't have an Easter egg hunt, then have your church at home. Do it. Don't be involved in that. You know, Jesus said in Revelation that, you know, he has, he, he judges the churches. And I believe he's judging us now before he comes, because when he comes, it's going to be too late. It's going to be too late. We got to know him now. He said, many on that day are going to say to him, Lord, we did this in your name. We did that in your name. And he's going to say, I didn't know you. So those people are people who thought they were right with God because they're arguing. They're saying, well, I did this in your name. I did that. I did this. And what's that saying? You're saying, I thought my opinion was right. I didn't know. I didn't know because I didn't consult with you because I didn't have a tight relationship with you because I didn't get up every day and get on my knees and ask you to correct me. I didn't ask you to correct me so that I would be right with you. 
I didn't ask you what my call was. I didn't ask you what greater work I was supposed to do. So God's giving you a heads up today. He's saying, find out. Get on your knees every day. My sheep know my voice. Get on, my knee, get on your knees every day and find out what you're to do even that day. Find out what you're to do, how you're to do that greater work, how you're to be involved in his kingdom. He is on a quest. He wants people to know who he is and we're to be representing him. What did Jesus say? He said, I only say and do what my father says and does. And what do we do? We just say whatever we feel like saying. We're blending into the world. We're walking on the wide path and we're saying, oh, it's okay. We don't have to do anything. God understands. You know, we're just entertaining the kids. No harm. It's okay. Um, you know, it's okay to teach them about Santa Claus. It's okay to lie to them. And really, that is what we're doing. And I just want to share with you, um, two Christmases ago, I heard when I was out ready to start Christmas shopping, I heard Jesus say that Santa's not coming, I'm coming. And, you know, we're so prepared for Santa and we're so prepared for the Easter Bunny, but we're not prepared for Jesus. And he's calling us out today. He's saying, get ready, I'm coming, get ready, I'm coming. And, you know... We don't know the day or the hour. You don't know if he's going to show up on Easter and turn the tables over. You know, we don't know that. And so why not be prepared ahead of time? You know, and maybe he's not going to come on Easter. Maybe he's not coming tomorrow or next month. But what if you're not here tomorrow? What if you're not here next month? You know, what if you left here? You still have to stand before him. And so, you know, Jesus is saying today that... Um, it's about him, and he wants us to be ready. He's in love with us. He's giving us forewarning. You know, he doesn't want to come like a thief in the night, and wouldn't that be like that on Easter if he showed up and, and you found out his opinion was that he's jealous of the Easter bunny and that he's confronting you and telling you you have a God before God and you're teaching your children the wrong thing? You know, we're the blind leading the blind. You're inviting, trying to get all these people to your church on Easter Sunday so you can have, you know, what's in the back of your mind so you can have this big offering. First, you collect $800 for Easter eggs and um, little plastic Easter eggs, <laughs> which I can't believe that would cost that much money. Um, and then, you know, you get extra people to come on Easter and people you know, go out on Easter and Christmas because they feel guilty. And you come and you're teaching them the wrong message. You're teaching them how to lie and you're teaching them how to have a God before God. And I said all that. So if this is the first message that you ever heard and you want to ask Jesus to come and live on the inside of you and you want to live in the truth and you want to be on his side and you want to live in his kingdom here and now and be a part of what he's doing, and you want to live in eternity with him when you leave here, then I just want to invite you to say a prayer with me. And you should know that he came and he gave up his life. He shed his blood so you could be right with the Father. So you didn't have to experience death so that you could live with him for eternity. We read, he bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain. He took stripes for your healing so you don't have to be sick. You know, those are things that we should be teaching our children the truth of what God did 
and how we are to be overcomers and fight to believe that the kingdom of God is taken by force. It's not easy. It's not an easy thing. You got to fight to believe. You got to fight for what's right. You can't blend in with the world and do what they're doing just because they think it's right. Doesn't mean it's right. That's why you have to know God for yourself. Such an important thing to know Jesus. That's the whole thing. You have to know him and worship him every day. And then you'll know, you know, Jesus said that it's better that I go in the spirit. Holy Spirit's going to come and live on the inside of you and he's going to teach you things. And if you're having a relationship with him, he's going to teach you what's right and what's wrong. You don't go to your pastor or someone else. You go to Jesus. He's the one. He's your God. He's living on the inside of you. Someone else can't tell you the truth. They can't tell you. They can only tell you what they think is right. They can only tell you, you know, their opinion. But you got to know the word. John 1.1 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the word and the word was God. And when you know the word of God, then you know Jesus. And then you're going to hear him speak to you. And... um so if you want to ask him to come and live on the inside of you so you can hear him talking to you, so he can show you the truth. If you want to know the truth, you're going to hear the truth. If you don't want to hear the truth, he's not going to force it on you. But if you want to know the truth, he's going to share it with you. He's going to tell you the truth. And then when you know the truth, that truth is going to set you free. You're going to be free from that lie. You're going to be free from living with having a God before God. And so if you want to know that truth... You want Jesus to come and live on the inside of you, and you want to live with him forever. You want to be doing that greater work and teaching people what's right and what's wrong, and that they have to have their own relationship with God. You can't live by hearsay. You can't have someone else get to know God for you. you got to know him yourself. So if you want that, I would love to pray that with you today, that prayer. And all you have to do is say, Dear Jesus, we thank you so much that you gave your life for us so that we could know the truth, so that your spirit could come and live on the inside of us and be on the inside of us all the time. We thank you and praise you that you are in love with us and you want to teach us and correct us before you come, before we meet with you, so that we can live with you forever when we leave here and be a part of what you're doing right here and right now. We so want to be a part of what you're doing, Lord. We want to be on your side. Help us to know when we have gods before you, when we're teaching our kids the wrong thing. Correct us, Lord. We want to be corrected. Thank you for filling us with your spirit and telling us the truth. Thank you that you're there all the time for us. Everything we need is you, and you're on the inside of us. We thank you, Lord, that you just want to hang out with us. You said that you're knocking on the door of our heart. And if we invite you in, that you're going to be there all the time for us. And we just cherish that truth. Lord, we want to know your truth. We praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. You know, knowing the truth really makes his will happen in your life if you're willing to face up to it. And you know, even if you don't want the truth, he's not going to force it on you. And so if you're listening to this today, you know, you can turn it off. You can just turn it off and say, I don't want to hear it. I don't think she's right. And um, But find out for him, from him. I don't even expect you to believe me, but find out for him, from him if you're right. Get on your knees, and if you open up to him, he's going to tell you the truth. But you can block him out. If you don't want to hear him, you can block him out. 
And your flesh is going to want to do that. Your flesh wants to do what your flesh wants to do. But you have to let the Spirit of God lead you. You have to be led by Him so you can walk in truth. It's not worth it because you don't want to spend your eternity in hell. You don't want to be worshiping the Easter Bunny or anything else and have such a comfortable life here like the rich man and then give it up for eternity for eternity in hell to be thrown into the furnace or however it works with no comfort, no love, no Jesus. He's coming. And I don't know when, and it doesn't matter when, but what, what matters is he's giving us plenty of time to prepare. And if you're prepared today, you're going to be prepared when he comes. If you think you got time, you're not going to be ready, and it's going to be too late, and he's going to close the door on you. The five virgins were too late, and when they, when they got there, he said, he closed the door on them. He said, I didn't know you. It's too late. And one day it's going to be too late. Take advantage of today. Stop putting it off. Don't be lazy. Get out the word of God. Get on your knees every morning. It's so worth your time because what you're doing is you're, you're learning how to live in the kingdom of God right here and right now. And you can still be a part of so many people getting saved or you can be a part of leading them on the wide path to damnation. It's your choice. If you're a Christian, you have a huge responsibility to know the truth, to know Jesus, and share the truth, not a lie. And so, if you said that prayer, I'd love it so much if you let me know. I hope that I've helped you to see the truth today, that if you're calling yourself a Christian, then you need to be Christ-like. You need to be following Jesus. And I don't see him having an Easter egg hunt. I don't see him um, being in agreement with that at all. He wants you to know the truth. It was a serious thing for him. He shed his blood, all he went through. And, you know, you're worshiping the Easter Bunny. Think about it. Think about it. Think about what you're doing. Think about your eternity. This time here is short either way. You're only going to be here a little while, and you're affecting those around you. So I hope that I've encouraged you and inspired you. God is so much in love with you. He's telling you things to come. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening today.